Now I just got to keep it together here. I, um, I, uh, I, I actually appreciate Pastor Ed, who uh, does some special stuff, and some of the stuff he does is uh, he, he allows uh, Tobin to speak, Mike, you know, he, he, he allows uh, people within uh, our fellowship to kind of share what's on their heart and what's going on, but uh, he, has, uh, he has allowed me to uh, share with you guys this morning, so I, um, I trust that, that you'll be blessed, and I've asked Tobin to kind of help me out, that's why he's sitting here, and, and Tobin, as, uh, as everyone knows, who doesn't love Tobin? Come on. Yeah, amen. <laughs> she does. But uh, he's such a special guy, and he's a special guy in my heart. And uh, uh, he actually leads worship, you know. And, and today, I want to I wanna share a little bit about what God's taught me about prayer. But worship is such an integral part of, of your prayer life. And I thought, how fitting to have Tobin kind of kind of share some stuff, and one of those things that, uh, you know, is, uh, I think, part of our worship is just our expression, you know, how we express ourselves before the Lord, and uh, sometimes I think people want to express themselves and don't, and I see where Tobin can stand up here, and he looks out, and he can see people, you know, he can see, he can see people that are, that are quiet and, and reserved, and he can see people that are kind of letting loose, and, and, uh, so this morning, I thought we would kind of take a look and go over some of those things that maybe you want to be more expressive in your worship. Maybe you want to be someone that kind of lets go a little bit, but you're a little bit unsure, you know? You're not used to raising your hands. You're not used to, uh, <laughs> you're not used to getting involved, but you kind of want to. So, you know, we've... we've We've looked at this here a little bit, and, and we, we kind of want to give you some of those different aspects of it being a part and, and involving yourself and raising your hands. And it's been broken down for us. I'm not sharing something that's mine, but it's been broken down for us by Tim Hawkins. And so we want to we kind of share some of that with you. And so you can start slow. You want to get involved. You want to be part. The music starts playing. Tobin asked us to kind of quiet our minds, just like he did today, and, and the music starts. And so there's a way you can start very slow, the elbow flop. Hands in your pocket, just start to get used to what's happening, let the Lord start to move, the elbow flop. And if you want to take it just a little bit further, carry the TV. Carry the TV. Huh? You feel God moving, go big screen. Then, then, if you really want to move into that worship time, there's others. We can go, my fish was this big. Really, really start to let go. <laughs> the Lord will forgive you, Tobin, if that wasn't quite that big. Hold my baby. Hold my baby. Yes. <laughs> Mufasa. Amen. <laughs> Let's go a little deeper. The pro level here, dueling light bulbs. Huh? 
Yeah. And everybody knows this goalpost, right? Goalpost. A little bit of heartburn there. Oh, really driving in. Double heartburn. Goalpost. Back to goalpost. Then you can even go one-handed. Pointer, Tobin. Pointer. Huh? Hatchet. Schoolroom. Yeah, schoolroom. <laughs> when you really feel comfortable, let's go for the big three. Village people, Rocky, touchdown. <laughs> Amen. Thanks, Tobin. Now, as, as uh, just on the lighter side there, but as uh, I'm serious, though, so worship is such an integral part of your prayer life. You know, that's, uh, that's uh, a big part of, uh, and again, I'm going to share this morning, I'm going to share what, what God's kind of taught me over, over my uh, short life here, and, uh, and, and prayer is such a big part of it. If, if, you, if you know me at all, it's, it's part of my heart, it's prayer. And uh, what I'm going to share today is not the end-all, be-all of prayer, and I, I don't want you to take away something I'm saying without maybe coming to me and just asking me to go a little deeper if I kind of if I kind of make you question something. But it's gonna, I'm just going to try to share what I really believe has been so powerful in my life with prayer. And just like in worship, you know, I, I've, uh, I've listened to people, it's silly, but I've heard people even in Christian community how to pray, what positions. Well, I'm here to tell you, no position is any holier than any other position. <laughs> yeah. Well, these are positions of prayer, huh? How about this? In the scriptures, um, King David sat and prayed. And, uh, there's actually a scripture in Chronicles where, where it says that King David went in and sat before the Lord. Sat before the Lord. You know, I, that picture in my mind is just him pulling up the chair and going, Papa, Papa, this is what's going on, you know? And just sitting before the Lord. So when you're trying to figure out, oh, I'd like to pray more, but I don't know how, well, guess what? You can sit. Stand. There's scripture that you can stand before the Lord. huh? And actually, I just, I just thought about this this week when I looked at the scripture for standing. It's in the New Testament, and it says, whenever you stand praying, forgive. <laughs> I thought that was interesting. It talked about forgiving. And so now, next time I stand up to pray, I'm going to remember forgive, huh? Stand, forgive. Elijah, one of those prophets in the Old Testament, a powerful man of prayer, when he, when he raised the Shunammite woman's son from death, he did a lot of walking. Did a lot of walking. I don't know about you, but that's one of my good times of prayer is walking. Huh? Walking. Mm. <clears throat> Get a lot done. Then in... And then just like in uh, worship, holding up our hands, standing, and therefore I want the men everywhere to pray, lifting up holy hands. That's in Timothy. Huh? Amen. 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 Then we can drop to our knees, Tobin. Kneeling, right? Amen. Kneeling. Jesus. Right? He withdrew about a stone's throw beyond them, knelt down and prayed. Right? And then, 
bowing. Come, let us bow in worship. Let us kneel before the Lord, our maker, right? Let's bow down. Tobin, a little deeper. Prostrate before the Lord. Joshua tore his clothes, fell on his face to the ground before the ark of the Lord. All these different positions. Don't think I can't pray when I'm sitting. Don't think I can't pray when I'm walking. Let's get up, Tobin. Oh. <laughs> I would have led you. <clears throat> Thanks, Tobin. Thank you. I could have, uh, you know, that's, I guess I should have just done the whole message just on the positions of prayer. Have you ever done that? Huh? Have you ever prayed kneeling? Huh? You stay so long, you stay so long when you get up, you're, oh, you're straightening up. Maybe that's only because of my age now. I don't know. <laughs> I can't move. Yeah. So one of the reasons this, uh, this message came about was just two weeks ago, I believe it was, pastor preached, if you remember, all those different hearts. You remember? The heart of Stephen, right? The heart of Beziel, the heart of Rhoda, the heart of Gideon, the heart of Barnabas, Mordecai, and Nehemiah. Remember that? And I didn't know how many people in here maybe, maybe said, that's my heart. That's my heart. You know? Well, I had those thoughts, you know, that's my heart. And I think I would like to encourage that heart, that heart of prayer. If you had that, that's my heart, then I want you to really grab a hold of some of the stuff I say. If you didn't say, that's my heart, I still think this is huge, grabbing a hold of prayer in your life. <clears throat> but he used Rhoda, if you remember, he used Rhoda and praying stuff that you almost can't even believe, but you pray it. If you remember that, that was in Acts 12 where Peter was put in prison and the church gathered in prayer and they prayed for Peter. And when he was released and came to the house where they were gathered, Rhoda answered the door, but she couldn't even believe it was him. You know, she thought it was a ghost. <laughs> she couldn't believe it was Peter. You know, she just prayed with everything that she had, but all the disciples had. But So, that's my heart, to pray crazy big stuff. To pray, pray. And, and the Lord has blessed me and allowed me to see some of that stuff. You know? And so... <clears throat> before I, before I, um, let me, let me just, uh, Tobin, you covered us so well in prayer, but I, I just have to, I just have to pray. Let's bow our heads. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you so much. You're amazing. Thank you for, for who you are and what you do, and, and, and thank you for, um, thank you. So, Lord, I commit this time to you, my mouth, my mind, Lord, you said that uh, we have the mind of Christ, so I take Jeff's mind and put it on the shelf, and I allow you to fill that spot now. Yeah. 
your mind, Lord, to take over, your mind to guide and direct me. Oh, you're awesome. I love you so much, Lord. And I ask that you would stir in everyone's heart and mind. I ask that everyone would take their mind, that natural mind that your word says is an enemy to you, and, and set that quiet and allow your mind to have sway in them today. So, Father, be glorified, be exalted in your most precious name. Amen. 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 We need to understand prayer. We need to understand that prayer is a relationship, not just something we do. You know? And I think we've, we've, been, we've, been, uh, we've been taught, and, I, and, and, I, and I'm going to challenge you, that most of your prayers are list prayers asking God to do something. Just a list, real quick. Anybody have a prayer request? Yeah, I do. Pray for this. Yeah, I do. Pray for this. A list, you know. And in reality, I truly believe it, it is... We can go before our God with our supplications. We can go before Him with our petitions. We can. But what I want to tell you today is prayer is much more than that. Prayer is working with God. We, we've reduced prayer to trying to get what we want from God instead of releasing what God wants for us and our church, and our world. I don't understand everything. And I know we can sit and we can ask questions. Why pray? Is God controlling everything? Well, yeah. <laughs> he is. And there's scriptures like, Psalms 2 to back that up. Why are nations so angry? Why do they waste their time with futile plans? The kings of the earth prepare for battle. The rulers plot together against the Lord and against his anointed. Let us break their chains, they cry, and free ourselves from slavery to God. But the one who rules in heaven laughs. The Lord scoffs at them. Amen. Amen. And Romans 8, again, another scripture here. And we know, that, we know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purposes. And in Colossians, for through him God created everything in, heaven, in the heavenly realms and on earth he made the things we can see and the things we cannot see, such as thrones and kingdoms and rulers and authorities, the unseen world. Everything was created through him and for him. Nothing happens, nothing happens without God's permission in this world, without him knowing about it, not just knowing about it, with him knowing ahead Nothing happens. And you may ask, even evil? Well, yes, even evil happens, and he knows about it. That wasn't his plan, but because of the fall and because of sin, it's here. But he has set forth laws, right? The laws of sowing and reaping, the laws of sin, 
right? And death. So he knows about it. It's evident that he knows the beginning from the end. Read Revelations, right? Nothing, nothing is a surprise. If God is in control and is working to plan, and working a plan which he has not, which he will be, which he will not be late to accomplish, if God has his hands on the reins, why pray? That's a good question, right? Why? Why pray? He's got everything figured out. And I, if, if you're honest, if you're honest, I would believe that you probably don't pray near the way you probably should pray because it's good. It's good. He's taking care of things. I do pray. I do spend time with the Lord. I do my devotions, check it off in the morning. It's good, right? Why pray? Yeah. The purpose of prayer is not that of influencing God. Prayer is not a way of persuading God to do something. God can do quite well on his own. However, and I don't understand this, but God has chosen to delegate the running of the affairs of his kingdom and to bring to pass his purposes in the earth through his church in the earth. And you make up his church. You are his church. Why pray? Because he has ordained you to participate with him in this earth. We have scriptures, and I don't have them listed here, but he's got things prepared in advance for us, right? We know that. And you know, Pastor Ed often says, well, if you don't do it, who will? I often wonder that. If he's prepared them in advance for us to do, maybe it's on your knees for a friend for a child, for your spouse. You say, oh, my marriage is crap. My, my, my workplace is crap. This is going, well, are you on your knees? Are you interacting for that place you work, for your spouse? Or are you just sitting there complaining about it? <clears throat> So, for whatever reason, he has picked us, the church, to interact with him to bring about his purposes in this world. And we know this, and we can find scriptures to back us in Ephesians 2, for we are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ so that we can do good things he has planned for us long ago. In Ephesians 3, God's purposes in all this was to use the church to display his wisdom in its rich variety to all the unseen rulers and authorities in the heavenly places. His church, his people. I have so many people tell me, what's my purpose? Your purpose is to develop an 
close, intimate relationship with the King of glory and bring his purposes to come to pass on this earth. That's your purpose. And if he calls you out to be a pastor or a teacher or a preacher or a leader, so be it. But your purpose is to know him like your dearest, best, intimate friend and do what he tells you to do. And you say, how do I know his will? Well, his will is for you to become intimate with him. And that's prayer. Prayer is breathing out and breathing him in. Prayer is getting to know him in such an intimate way that when he whispers, Tobin, I need you to pray. You're standing, you're sitting, you're kneeling, you're prostrate, you're praying. And do you know, <clears throat> let me uh, partake of a tissue here. Do you know that everything God does or how he creates, do you know that he speaks those things into existence? Do you know Psalms 33, the Lord merely spoke and the heavens were created. He breathed the word and all the stars were born. So when your child says, where do stars come from? Gee, Jesus breathed them. He breathed them. He opened up his mouth and he spoke them into existence. And in Genesis 1, then God said, let there be light, and there was light. And God saw that the light was good. Then he separated the light from the darkness. God, God called the light day and the darkness night. He spoke it. Right? He spoke it. You say, Jeff, why, 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 what's that matter? Well, let me tell you why it matters. It's kind of fundamental. We're created in his image, right? He works through that spoken word. He speaks and it's done. This gets done. God creates through the spoken word. He speaks and it is done. This gets to the very heart of prayer. Very heart of prayer. We know Christ only did what his father told him. And we know that he would take off and spend time in prayer. Why? To hear what his father would tell him. And then come back and speak it. Come back and bring healing. Come back and bring restoration, salvation. Come back and restore someone. Do you think it just was random? No. I think it was very specific. I think he heard, heal him, set him free. And I think he did it. Scripture said he only did what the Father told him. <clears throat> when God chooses to do something, it is passed on to his people who in turn speak it into existence. This is the very essence of prayer. All prayer has its foundation in this. 
prayers that are answered are prayers that have originated in God. And I know that may be hard for us to grasp because we sit down real quick and go over our list. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to challenge you that the more intimate you get, the closer you lean in onto Him, you'll be surprised that your list starts to change to His list. That your heart starts to bend to His heart. You'll be surprised if you stop your list and say, Papa, how do I pray for my son? Papa, how? How do I get my wife to love me again? Ask him. Papa, it just seems like it's falling apart. How? And you'd be surprised if you don't hear a whisper tell you. Pray that prayer. Do that thing. Because it originated from the Father. And when He speaks it, it comes to pass. Grab a hold of it. Plagiarize Him. Imitate Him. Speak it out. We wonder why our churches struggle. We wonder why our families struggle. We wonder. And I've got to ask you, how much do you pray? When have you been on your knees till they hurt? When have you cried buckets full of tears that come from the Father? <laughs> Do you know that He's asking you to join Him He's asking you to come alongside Him. He will give you His heart. He will give you His passions. He will light you on fire. He has laws. I said that earlier, right? And He won't touch free will. And if you decide, ah, enough, Lord. Oh, I got enough going on over here. I'll take care of this myself. He'll let you. He'll let you. He has no problem standing back and allowing you to do that. Because his word says he opposes the proud. He won't just stand back. He'll make it a little harder for you. Prayers that are answered are prayers that have originated in God. In Jeremiah chapter 1, you will see that God put his words into Jeremiah's mouth in order to bring change in nations. God did not act alone. He acted through his human servant to accomplish what he wanted. It's all through the Bible. Moses didn't act on his own. He acted on God's prompting his words, what God told him, and Moses spoke it. Joshua, David, 
The list goes on. <clears throat> you say, I want to be like one of those men or one of those women in the Bible. Well, how much time do you spend with him? <clears throat> to know his heart, to hear his voice, to get insight. Read 1 John 5.14, 1 John 5.14, and this is the confidence that we have in him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he heareth us. How do you know his will? Spend time with him. Lean in on him. Ask him. Seek him, right? With everything you have. That's prayer. Prayer is laying a hold of God Himself, knowing who He is, and asking Him to pour into you His heart, His mind. The Scriptures tell us that. I prayed it this morning. We can have the mind of Christ. You want to know? Everybody says, I don't know. I can't know that. I don't know. Well, that's not what Scripture says. Scripture says you can have the mind of Christ. Scripture says you need wisdom. You want to know what to do. Ask. And He'll tell you. And don't doubt, but believe. Don't be driven and tossed like the waves of the sea, right? But believe it. He'll do it. You have to go after it. Amen. Amen. <clears throat> we need to understand Prayer is a relationship, not just something we do. Prayer is working with God. As I've said these sentences before, we reduce prayer to trying to get what we want from God instead of releasing what God wants for us, for this world, our community. Spend time Developing that relationship. Spend time sitting, standing, walking, bowing, hands up, kneeling, prostrate. Spend that time. I challenge you. I exhort you. Spend time. Practice His presence. <clears throat> There's a book written, I believe, Brother Lawrence. It's Practice His Presence. This is where a gentleman from years and years ago just practiced the presence, meaning he just believed that God was with him all the time. That's scriptural, right? So he practiced it. He believed it. So his conversations were with God. His thoughts were with God. He said it was no more holier spending time scrubbing a floor pounding nails than it was hours and hours in Bible study. Practice that presence. But that's focused on God when you're doing that, huh? Dedicate time. You know, I'm a firm believer that nothing happens unless you plan it and set it out and do it. So if you don't schedule it, if you don't mark it out, it will not happen. I will guarantee it. 
I'm a firm believer in that. You can want everything in your power to mow the yard, for that grass to be cut, but if you don't get out and do it, it will never get cut. You can want to have a great relationship in prayer with the Lord, but it will never happen unless you prioritize it, unless you make it part of your life. So, maybe there are some of you here that, uh, that don't have that prayer as a main focus in your life. Or maybe you say, Jeff, I can't pray. I don't know how to pray. I, 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 don't, I don't know. Do you know it's an easy way to start? And I'm going to key you in on one of the things that God allowed me and allowed millions of people through the ages to do, and that's his scripture. Pray it. Pray it. Pray his scripture. Because we know that's his will. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. We all know that little chunk, right? The Lord's Prayer. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. We just pray it. But he's asking you to become intimate and he'll pour that knowledge into you of what his will is. And you'll be able to speak it out so his will will be done on this earth. Let me give you some scriptures to pray. Mark these down. If you don't pray, here's some scriptures to pray. <clears throat> you say, Jeff, I want a deeper relationship with the Lord. I want to know him better. Well, guess what? Ephesians 3, 14 through 21. Pray it. Pray it. Pray it. Pray it. When I think of all these things, I fall to my knees and pray to the Father, the creator of everything in heaven and earth. I pray that from his glorious unlimited resources, he will empower you with inner strength through this spirit. Then Christ will make his home in your hearts as you trust in him. Your roots will go down into God's love and keep you strong. And you, and, and may you have the power to understand all of God's, all God's people should know how wide, how long, how high, how deep his love is. May you experience the love of Christ, though it is too great to understand fully, then you will have been made complete with all the fullness of life and power that comes from God. Now, all glory to God, who is able, through his mighty power, to work within us, to accomplish infinitely more than we might ask of him. Glory to him in the church and in Christ Jesus through all generations forever and ever. Amen. So pray Ephesians. <laughs> pray that from his glory, unlimited resources, he will empower you through his spirit. Pray that he will show you how wide and how deep his love is. Pray. Ask him. He'll do it. You'll be amazed. You'll actually be changed. Pray that for your wife, your husband, your son, your daughter. I challenge you. Pray it and see that something doesn't happen. 
that their roots would go deep down into Him, that they would know His love. Pray it. You say, I don't know how to pray. Pray this. You don't have to be edic or have this great prayer etiquette and know everything. Open up the Word and pray it. Pray Psalms 25, 1 through 2. Oh Lord, I give my life to you. I trust you, my God. Do not let me be disgraced or let my enemies rejoice in my defeat. You're struggling. You're depressed. You're down. I don't know how to pray. Pray this. Pray it every day, every hour. Pray it and see if something doesn't happen. How about Hannah's prayer? Huh? Pray this. My heart rejoices in the Lord. The Lord has made me strong. Now I have an answer for my enemies. I rejoice because you rescued me. No one is holy like you, Lord. There is no one beside you. There is no rock like our God. Pray it. Pray it. Put your name in it. Put your spouse's name in it. Put your son or your daughter, your father, your mother's name in it. Pray it. Pray it. <clears throat> Nehemiah's prayer. Oh Lord, please hear my prayer. Listen to the prayers of those of us who delight in honoring you. Please grant me success today by making the king favor, favorable to me. Put it into his heart to be kind to me. See, you're struggling with your boss. Right? You got trouble at home. Put your name in there and pray it. Lord, Lord, please make my husband find favor in me today. Lord, please make my boss find favor in me today. Pray it. Don't just sit there and complain about them. Don't just sit there and find an excuse of why work is so bad and my marriage stinks. Pray it. <clears throat> How about First Chronicles, right? We know this prayer. Jabez, right? He was the one who prayed to God of Israel, Oh, that you would bless me and expand my territory. Please be with me, Lord, in all that I do, and keep me from troubles and pain. And God grant him, and God granted him his request. Pray it. Pray it. Trust him to change the situation. Right? Again, don't tell me you don't know how to pray. I've just given you these scriptures. Pray them. I'm not asking you to stand up and pray in public. God might do that. But I'm, not. I'm asking you just to develop a relationship. Grab hold. Grab hold of the hem of his garment. Lay siege to his throne room. Batter on that door. Let me in. I can't live without you. You know, this world we live in, 
been drowned in an ocean when they spend their life there without anything to keep them afloat, right? But guess what? There's mammals in the deep that spend hours submerged in the water because they come up and get air. That's prayer. Spend time in that rarefied air. Come up out of this world and spend time with Him so that you can go deep then to your daily lives, to the routines of this world, right? Spend time with Him. Let Him change you. My kids are so unruly, Jeff, I don't know what to do. Pray for them. Pray the James passage. Lord, give me wisdom. Your Word says that you would give me wisdom to know what to do. Give me wisdom, because I don't know what to do. Ask Him. Right? My world's falling apart, right? Well, the first thing you need to ask Him is for Him to take the reins. For Him to guide your heart. And guess what? That intimate time with Him changes things. <clears throat> I challenge you. I encourage you. I exhort you to go after it. You know, I spent my life <clears throat> that usually things that I want to achieve, I, I usually have accomplished them. But you know what happens? Is I usually prioritize, I usually put aside those things that would hinder with that, that purpose. I usually decide this is more important than that. And if I'm going to get there, I need my energy here, not there. So think about it. Prioritize it. Focus on it. Then the next thing I'm going to tell you, if you have a spouse that loves the Lord, pray with them. Pray with them. You, you want to see the world change around you. <laughs> Come together and pray. Watch. Watch as God changes hearts of your kids, the hearts of the community. He'll do it. He'll do it.
and ask Him. If you want, if you feel, if you feel that God has stirred your heart to want to know prayer better, let us know. Let me know. Let Tobin know. Because then we can pray for you. Because I'll guarantee you, as soon as you walk out of these doors, as soon as life hits you on Monday morning, you're back to where you were unless you make that plan. Unless you make the plan that, hey, I'm going to talk to Tobin, I'm going to tell him, Tobin, cover me in prayer because I really want to go deeper with the Lord. Stop and talk to me, talk to Renee, talk to Scott, talk to someone and say, God stirred my heart. He stirred my heart to want to go deeper with Him. Hold me accountable, brother. Hold me accountable, sister. Pray for me. Cover me in prayer. Do it. Like I said, prioritize. If it's that important to you, you know, when I want to know something, when I want to go deeper in something, I spend hours Googling. I spend hours talking to people that have it, that have done it. That I, I want them to know. I want them to help guide me. So, if God's stirring your heart, let someone know. You don't have to tell me. You can. You don't have to. If you want to give your heart to Christ today, tell someone. Do it now. Do it now. <clears throat> All right. Dear Heavenly Father, you're an amazing God. I love you. Holy smokes. I love you, Lord. I want to be your incense. Lord, I want to be what burns for you. I want to be that fragrant offering. I want you to be pleased with my heart. Lord, I want people to know you better, grow more intimate with you. I want my, my wife to be more in love with you than I am. Lord, I want my son and my daughter, my daughter-in-law, my son-in-law, I, I want them to know you in such an intimate way that I look at them and I just laugh at how good you are, how gracious you are, that you would do that. Lord, Lord, I want you to stir the heart that needs you. I want you to plant in them your word, your Holy Spirit. Lord, I want you to stir. There's, there's people here, Lord, I know you're stirring that want to go deeper in prayer. I know you're, there, there's people here that want to go deeper in you. So, Lord, do it. Do it. Do it. You're an amazing God. You're an awesome God. You're the King of kings and the Lord of lords. I love you. Have your way, Lord. In your name I pray. Amen.